Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Buenos dias from Clearwater, Florida. Um, We're really glad to have you all here today. And, um, you know, it's the end of the week and Sometimes uh, it's it's funny. I had a great week, but it's like I woke up yesterday thinking, is it Friday yet? Wait, it's the end of the week. We still have stuff to do. <laughs> we still have a lot of stuff to do. We've mm-hmm. got a pretty busy day today. But uh, it's funny. We we have one of our good friends. Actually, it was Tommy that was like, you guys want to do this three days a week? <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. And we said, you know, it's fun, though. It has been fun. Really Ask us again in a year how we feel about three times a week. But so far, we're just having fun. And I told Michelle in one of her episodes, we are not going to run out of stuff to talk about. There is so much. Hey, there's Bill Elisando. Good morning, uh-huh. Bill. We just we love that you're like always here, and it's awesome to see you. And uh, Bill is going to be our guest on Monday, barring some you know crazy snag. Bill is uh, Bill Elizondo is uh, moderator for NIADA has a storied career in buy here, pay here yeah. subprime financing. So yeah, that. looking forward to uh, introducing Bill to uh, some of our listeners. And uh, so thanks Bill for joining. And uh, so we'll talk more about all those things on Monday, but today we want to talk about customer engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And we kind of got a really great lead into that on Wednesday when we had Tommy here and um, about talking to him about some of the ways that he has really helped or he's just created, fostered this this environment of family in, in his dealership. And, you know, we, he gave a lot of really great nuggets or ideas of, of how he did that. So those of you who have not listened, please take a moment um, and look at or listen, or listen yeah. to that. Yeah. Tommy's episode on Wednesday was, uh, for those of you who are not aware, was marking his 30th, actually to the day, June 1st was his 30th day or 30th year in uh, business. Okay in uh in pennsylvania and so we were we were just uh you know celebrating together and talking about you know what the business is like for him and by the way tommy acknowledged that you know in this changing environment of you know digital communication that he's finding it more and more difficult with his operation mm-hmm. to stay in contact with customers so that's part of what we know is happening we were asked at our presentation of bhph united i mean how do we with all the ach payments you know if you think about after delivery, how do you stay in contact with your customer? How do you keep them engaged? A lot of businesses out there trying to figure it out. And by here, payer, we have a long and kind of unique relationship with our customers. And so it becomes even more important that we figure yeah. out how to stay plugged in. Yeah, you see a lot of like retail, whether it be cars or other things that they'll they'll pop in, send you an email every once in a while to try to keep you engaged. But that's usually you've bought one thing and they just want to make sure that you're aware of them so that you'll buy again. But this is a very unique situation where we have a relationship with these people for three plus years. Yeah. And so today's about, you know, I remember we told the gentleman who asked the question at BHPH United, you know, how do we stay engaged? And so we jokingly said, well, tell those folks in the purple shirt at BHPH United, we'd love to come back and talk about uh-huh. uh, the, the, um, just the subject of engagement. Turns out we're just going to talk about it on the morning show. And we'll still <laughs> well, be happy may. to come back yeah. to BHPH United. We and talk absolutely about it. may. Cause I think, I think this is a, this is a, a topic that just it really lends to unpacking multiple times and let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because it's, it's, it's something that everyone should have on their radar and, um, 
Well, and there's so yeah. many ways that this affects our business. You've heard me say in the past, even prior morning shows, we've talked about how in collections, you know, having some level of what Michelle and I call relationship equity, you know, it's going to affect your, your relationship with your, your collector's relationship with your customers, which has more of an impact on your business than your salespeople's relationship with your customers. And so there's all these layers of this that are, you know, going to affect, you know, how we remain engaged. And then the other thing, Michelle, that I have kind of talked about at times over the years, articles and what have you, is that I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that, you know, if, if we're out there trying to grow our business, maybe we have 200 accounts and we're, you know, um, trying to get to 400 or whatever the whatever mm -hmm. the growth looks like for a dealer, then, you know, I have to remind people sometimes there's at least two ways for us to grow our portfolio. One is to sell more cars and the other is to keep more customers with us, you know, retain mm -hmm. more customers, reduce charge offs. And so this whole thing about engagement can be part of, you know, how we do that. Mm -hmm. I abs absolutely. And one of the things that we, uh, you know, when we're talking to our clients is, is we talk about uh, marketing, you know, just getting people in the doors and, you know, what, what what dealers out there are spending per what they break it down to per car sold, it equates to X dollars. And so we get them on the pathway of, all right, you need to be comfortable with spending X amount of dollars or somewhere around there to, to really start to pull people in. And, you know, we know everyone's going to have a different budget and some people want to go like super big and, and others are like, this is all I can afford, but it's like, it, it's that marketing piece is, really, really important, mm -hmm. um, to, to get people in the doors. And, and <laughs> I almost said, but, and we, we, and it is equally, if not more important to keep those customers coming through the door right. because, uh, those customers, if you keep them happy and they feel seen and they feel appreciated and, and that, uh, uh, that you've been able to work with them, they're not only going to be coming back, but they're going to be bringing others with them. Yeah. And I think this equity part that I talk about is when the customers feel like they know you, then obviously our mm -hmm. ability to navigate some of the difficult things that are bound to come up in the course of a mm -hmm. three and now four and five year relationship mm -hmm. with customers, you know, because of the length of contract is like, mm -hmm. I think that equity piece is significant because now not only are customers engaged and I'm not talking about a weekly or a monthly, newsletter, I'm talking about actual interaction, doing things to keep them in contact with you. Because, you know, now when we have that level, when we feel like the customer knows us, then when something difficult comes up, you know, mechanical problem or whatever, our ability to navigate that and get beyond it is just so much better when we mm -hmm. have some level of relationship with that customer. And we, we typically, when we talk about relationship, we talk it, about it in terms of equity. Mm -hmm. And when in any relationship that you have um, with your kids, with your spouse, with a coworker, with your customer, right. that every every interaction you have with them creates a drop of equity in an mm -hmm. equity bank. Right. And so when the hard conversations come, mm -hmm. because they do, I right. mean, not every, not every customer you have, or I mean, sometimes you have golden children and you never really need to, but they're going to come. And the more equity you have in that bank, right. the more engaged that person's going to be in the conversation and the more receptive they're going to be in that conversation because they feel like, okay, we have, uh, we've built a relationship and let's, let's. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I say trust or I say equity, but I would also say trust. Like, you know, when you're sitting with that customer mm-hmm. and you're across the desk from them or even on the phone, there's a level of trust, which we all understand trust goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they need to trust us that we're going to do because many of them have been burned you know yeah. your your warranty is only as good as the people behind the warranty yeah. and so many of them have been burned by promises of warranties and so they're many of them are you know a little jaded and frustrated and whatever else and stressed yes. and so you know so i mean we, we can sit here and talk about oh everyone's you know trust is important and equity is important and and engagement with your customers is important i think we all agree on these things. Um, so how, mm-hmm. how do we do these things? And, and, you know, we're, we know that out there, there are a lot of dealers that have been doing this for a long time and we would love to hear, uh, some of your, your thoughts, ideas on, on this as well, that we can start adding to maybe even like a bank of here's some things that you can try doing. Mm-hmm. But one of the first things that I wanted to talk about is that, that, that money side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a foundational piece to, to what you want to do to continue and uh, having that engagement mm-hmm. and keeping, keeping them, keeping them uh, in, in communication with you. And that is if you're willing to spend X to get them in the door, you need to be willing to spend X to keep them in um, in the door. Yeah. Them, it's certainly something to budget for, because yes. like she says, if you're, if you're prepared to spend X amount to generate, you know, 30 sales a month or 50 sales a month, whatever your numbers look like, then what are you willing to spend to keep your hundreds, maybe thousands of existing customers engaged? We really need to think about that and the, the potential impact of that. And I would say it starts with, um, I, I want to acknowledge, um, Russell Moore's, uh, comment, Russell, good morning. Um, I know Russell's traveling and we are, we are going to tease the idea. We, unless barring some snag, we also expect to have Russell uh, from Texas on Wednesday Mm -hmm. for our wet hat Wednesday. So thanks Russell for agreeing to do that. We look forward to having you on, uh, with our folks on Wednesday. Uh, and I agree with your, your comments there, as long as we say yes to their needs, then, uh, you know, he's basically saying, and, and I can, read a little bit of facetiousness and as long as we say what they want to hear then they're happy but uh obviously when you have enough equity sometimes it's you have to say no and um and, and you can get past that because you know you just they trust you and they and they're thinking long term even if you say no though is there not a way to be able to phrase the conversation that's like that we're still on the same side of the table i can't do this but here's what i can do yeah. which is a yes yeah as well it's like yeah. we can't do that but here's what we can do which is going to require x or which whatever. ties yeah. back to what we heard 30 year dealers say you know tommy on on wednesday said the big thing is communication so when we're communicating well and, you know, I, I know that that, that doesn't always involve saying yes. You know, sometimes we, we will have to say no in the context of those conversations. That's why but, you want to have equity. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, that's really about just, you know, be, being able to think long-term, the customer can trust that we are, you know, thinking, uh, and I've talked about, you know, thinking about a 10 year approach to mm-hmm. customer relations mm-hmm. and thinking about this customer is going to be with me for 10 years. So how big a deal is this thing that's in front of me today, whether that's on the sales side or the mm-hmm. mechanic or on the, you know, customer side of the collection side, rather then how big a deal is that really? And if we put it, run it through that filter of the idea of this customer is going to be with us a long time, then we can go through that. But again, I think for today we were talking about engagement. And if I think about engagement, starting from the place of, delivery. 
So, so one quick thing on follow through, we have suggested to many of our dealers and, and we realize, and, and especially in Facebook group, um, you know, we're broadcasting into the BHPH success group and also out there on YouTube and LinkedIn, but basically for our BHP success group, we see a lot of new dealers in there. And so we, we are aware that many of them are not introduced to these concepts. And so I would say that one of the things to know is that we, we recommend, we advocate for having a closing video as an example, something that the dealer would record to go along with whatever documents are signed at closing. And I, I like having that because it's at a time when the customer's approved, but the documents need to be printed. This is a time to sit down and watch our little five minute or nine minute video. And it basically goes through everything with the customer that they, we want them to understand about doing business with us. So it's just a way to make sure that every customer hears exactly the same message. Mm -hmm. We're able to express to every customer exactly what to do when there's a mechanical problem, exactly what to do when there's a problem making payment. And so it's, it's very consistent, very specific. And now beyond that, I've suggested that we start using, most of us have a CRM that has, you know, the text messaging or at least email, um, you know, campaign capabilities. And so I would recommend that in the first days that the customer is with you, that we would have a follow through campaign that kind of supports those things, whatever, whatever bullet points you might have in that closing video. Imagine if I'm your customer and on day one, I get a little short video or a short email that says, remember, message. yeah, it's item number one on that list. Don't forget. Here's well, you know, here's how, and it obviously starts a process of engagement where we, you know, verify the customers is uh, receiving our messages and, you mm -hmm. know, ways to follow through on that. But we just start with, you know, don't forget, here's what to do when you run into a mechanical problem. Here's what, to, here's what's going to happen with your, your, plates, you know, after your 30 day or, you know, before your 30 day tag expired, whatever. And it don't just, forget this is when your first payment is due yeah. and don't forget that the, you know, the well, it could be that specific. I just really, it's about, um, it's, it's limited to the dealer CRM and whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you can do an automated flow right. of, of text messages. But it's really just out. about small little bullets, which ultimately transitions into more like a newsletter or whatever. But then beyond that, I think to really get effective with what Michelle and I would describe as engagement. We're really talking about more than text messages and emails. We're talking about ways to get customers to the building mm -hmm. to participate in whatever kind of events and activities we're doing. And, and look, that could be online in this day and age, you know, but it's about getting the customers to know who we are, mm -hmm. know what we're about, you know, and, and really create a real relationship that is not a digital one. Mm -hmm. oh, exactly. Know? Exactly. Right. So um, there's all kinds of ways to do that. There really are. You know, one of the things when we were talking about this uh, stream of text messages that go over, you know, the course of the first week after they've signed, um, you know, we talked we, about adding some dollars behind a goodwill or a promotional or something like that is even just something as simple as don't forget to say, uh, like respond with gotcha or whatever. And if they do all of these things throughout the entire time that they can come in to just as a thought, they can come into the dealership and pick up a $100 voucher that they can use at any time for a payment anytime uh, throughout the course of their loan. Right. So, or a $50 voucher or a $25 gift card to, mm -hmm. to, to face or Amazon or something like that. But that you don't forget to say, 
gotcha or don't don't forget to say whatever so that that you know that they're reading it yeah. and then at the end of it it's they get to come back in and then you have another captive audience it's like hey how's the car going da, da, da. well and it's also real i mean i know that um if i were out there doing that i would be whatever awards i issue you know if it's a gift card uh, i want them to pick it up in person absolutely and, and grab a picture and they can, of I, it they have, have time it's at their convenience they can uh -huh. totally come at their convenience but i want to have them come i want to take a picture it's going to go on our business facebook page or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah it's about getting the customer to the building but i think one of the other things we heard tommy say on wednesday is uh, you know you it's important for new dealers to just truly care about their customers and i and i want to believe see they do through something that's not authentic yeah but i also yeah. think if we're if we're new dealers and we truly care even established dealers if we truly care about our consumers then it really becomes about telling that story how do we continue to make our customers you know potential customers in the community existing customers in our portfolio how do we demonstrate to them that we truly care and that we're good you know, citizens in our community, and we, we genuinely are interested in their success. How do you tell that story? Well, you know, to say it is one thing to go out and run an ad that says, Hey, we're, we care. We care. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Now, what can you do to show me that you care? And so this is where you start the engagement. So now you get into, there's, you know, a what difference. Is a, there's a difference between a promotional event, which so many of us that are in this space, and that's not an indictment. It's just that a lot of us come from a car background or a sales background, and we tend to run everything through a sales and marketing kind of thought process. And I would just say that what I'm really talking about on ongoing engagement with customers is really about shifting into goodwill mode. It's not about selling cars. It's not interesting when I present this to new dealers, so many times they come back with, yeah, and we can, when they're there, we can have a, no, you don't understand. I'm talking about, there's no effort to sell. If people ask about a car, of course, we'll answer questions about mm -hmm. a car. But the point of the event is a goodwill event. There is no intent to sell. There's no intent to offer, mm -hmm. to make an offer. We're not promoting anything except we're just giving to our customers. And so whatever that looks like, that's limited only by your creativity and your budget. Yeah. Tommy talks about his turkey giveaway right. every Thanksgiving. Sure that there was a turkey giveaway. It had nothing to do with selling cars, but it had everything to do with giving back sure. and being able to support their customer. So it was a goodwill gesture. In my own dealership experience, managing and owning, we also did a lot of campaigns leading into the holidays, um, you know, in the, in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And that would be payment vouchers and lots of giveaways going into the holidays, knowing that people were going to need some payment relief. And, you know, so it's, yeah. trying to, it's about being preemptive and yeah. proactive on that. Yeah, and, and that's something that as, as we've consulted with dealers that are either have been in business for a while or that are new, you know, I, I've watched you saying, this is the reality. Mm -hmm. The reality is during the holidays that you are going to experience more delinquency mm -hmm. than you do during different times of the year for yeah, instance, if you tax watch season and, or whatever. Yeah, but, we've got clients we've tracked for years and you can see yeah. the little blips on the screen almost like uh, a heart monitor. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah, you've been tracking yeah. their the data for a long time. So that's one thing that is of goodwill that you can say you can use this anytime, even at Christmas time. So if you want examples. to get a little relief from your from your payment so that you can 
and and dealers have done this a long time know that those blips can be the holidays obviously thanksgiving and christmas people are away whatever then also back to school is a time that you Mm -hmm. see spikes and so that's a good time to also do some back to school giveaways and then uh, another one uh which is probably not so much a you could give away tickets i suppose but uh the other one is when the uh, state or county fair comes to town the first time you told me that i was like is it really yeah, it is. She's it's really seen, a big deal. She's now seen me in our presentations. Uh, I'll say that and you'll see dealers uh, nodding their head. Not, yeah, he's yeah, right. That yeah. happens. Yeah. So they, they, they definitely get uh, passed due during that time. So it's about being preemptive. It's about being prepared for that. And it's about helping customers, you know, through that stuff that they, you know, that they all deal with. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think going back to it's really just about creating and maintaining kind of fostering that relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, there are, there's, we can do giveaways, we can do goodwill gestures, but how do we get them to know that we're doing them? Um, One way is when you are actually going through the closing of a, um, of, of them purchasing a car and mm-hmm. doing the financing is that you ask them to like and subscribe to your Facebook page mm-hmm. and say, be watching that because we're going to have different things that you'll see that's that's happening. But make sure that they do that. I've been to, uh, I remember we, when we joined a gym recently, mm-hmm. not a J-I-M, but a J-Y-M. <laughs> um, when we joined a gym recently that if they could watch us uh, get onto our Facebook and like the Mm -hmm. page Mm -hmm. that we got a free t-shirt. Sure. And I thought to myself, that's pretty ingenious because now every time I open up my Facebook, I've got something in that stream from these people. Sure. I see, uh, comments in here. We can't see. And by the way, just a reminder, if you'll throw your name in there or you either have to register on StreamYard or let us know who you are, we don't see on our side. This is, uh, uh, GR Moore. And I already oh, posted that a little while ago. Oh, yeah, you did? Okay. I, did. I, I was look, <laughs> looking away. So uh, good morning, GR Moore in Texas. Glad to have you as well. So. Yeah. And I already asked, by the way, GR Moore and Russell Moore are apparently not related. They are both in South Central Texas, but they're they're not related. That's what I'm told. So, but anyway, glad to know both of you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk about some of the other ways to to grow that kind of engagement. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be obviously through ongoing events. And like I said, this is really, you know, Michelle and I have ideas. You can go to conferences and hear ideas and we throw ideas around in the the Facebook groups are the best ways. And of course I would invite everybody to do that. We can, we can throw a poll in there and, and get a question or comments going about, um, ideas that, you know, some of the more successful ways. But I think what I'm really trying to emphasize is it's about, having an ongoing relationship. What do you do to maintain a relationship? So think of it in the context of, you know, your own personal relationship. So what do you do to invest in a relationship to let the other person know that they're important to you? That you care. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do? How do you keep um, kind of, you know, the, the phrase comes sometimes is showing up. Like, how do you keep showing up? How do you keep contributing and investing in that relationship. Um, so, so that's what we would ask you to think about in the context of your relationship with your customer. And so it's, it's only limited by whatever, you know, you feel like makes sense for you, whatever's comfortable for you. So we heard Tommy talk about his Turkey giveaways. Uh, we talked about huge, uh, Christmas events. We've talked about, you know, referral campaigns, which are, that's kind of a promotional thing, but it's also a lot of fun for your customers mm-hmm. and sometimes gets them engaged. Yeah. So we've also talked about one of the things we, t- we spoke about on the stage was 
which can be a great tool for sales and it can be a great tool for your collections department mm -hmm. is if you make your payment on time for three months running that you're entered into a $400 grocery card giveaway. Mm -hmm. um, and so we give away one every month. Right. And as long as you've been on time for the last, the last three sure. months that you are entered into this giveaway and then take the opportunity to go to for something like that. I would, uh, I would suggest that you go to the people and take a photo and take whatever salesperson or whatever collector person is, is, and have them be part of that. This is for you. We yeah. wanted to give this to you. Which um, leads me to something that I think we can kind of wrap in. We talked about it. We introduced the concept briefly at our presentation in BHPH United. We have had a client implement this, and this was a new concept for me. I'm aware of the need. We, we introduced the concept to a client last year, and uh, they have since adopted it, and it's going quite well for them. They have a fairly large portfolio, but it's the idea of having a customer advocate on their team. Okay. So uh -huh. when you think about advocacy, we all can think about, we understand what it's like to have a social media manager. We understand what it's like to have collectors. We can get that. But if you think about having somebody on your team, who's a customer advocate, they don't work for the collections department. They don't work for the sales department. They're, they are very much um, kind of autonomous in that way. They report to the dealer principal or general manager, however that's set up. But if you think about now, if I'm your customer advocate at your dealership, my job really is to keep customers engaged, uh, do the best I can to keep them happy and solve their problems quickly. And so that means now I've got somebody who's really their chief role every day when they walk in, that's their number one responsibility is to identify problems. Maybe that's coming through your service department, or maybe it's coming mm -hmm. you know, through the collection side, maybe it's warranty claims, you know? So now you think about, because I, I talked about on prior episodes that we, I tend to think of everything that happens after delivery as an account matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now if you think about supporting the customers and thinking about success, even though we all, you know, kind of get warranty and the other cars and yeah, there's warranty claims and there's, you know, breakdowns mm -hmm. and whatever. But I think of all those things as really supporting the account. It's all an effort to keep the payments coming in, <laughs> which is really, you know, uh, about supporting the customer in whatever way, uh, you know, makes sense. So, so basically I, I, I want to make sure that we kind of recognize and, and none of us have the budget for that. Um, however, I would say if you look at the, what it can save you, if that person can save you 10, 12 charge offs a year, what's that person worth to you? Yeah. You know, th start to think of it in that context and now think, okay, does it really make sense? If I had that, could I get by with a le less collectors? Because one of the other reasons this came about is many of us are at a stage where our collectors are heavily engaged in accidents. You know, they're dealing mm -hmm. with, they're chasing down checks on you know, insurance payoffs, or maybe it's warranty claims or, you know, internal reinsurance claims. Um, but they get tangled up in things that are really not about the car payment and the account and management of the account. So when we can create a customer advocate role and that person can really be available to support the customer through those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Now it frees up your collections team to do what 
they're really trained to do well. And so this is why we like the concept and we started to introduce this concept. So I think it's something we, we should see happen. You know, again, it's difficult to justify when you're, when you're small, but I think if you really did the math on, you know, what would a person who really was able to be super attentive to customers, responsive, and their first job was to really to, you know, um, support the customer through these things, one, how much relief would that provide to the rest of my operation? And how much mm-hmm. would it translate to and to saved and happier customers? Mm-hmm. And so what, what's that person worth to you now? And, you know, a lot of dealers out there uh, are, they love to get new ideas. And the challenge is that their time going gets stretched so far. Yeah. And so I can't do this and that this is just too much or follow through or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding someone that can handle these types of things. Right. Um, they can handle the goodwill. They can handle the promotional. They can handle the scheduling. They can handle right. the, you know, all of those things. Um, you know, we, we, we pay salespeople really, really well mm-hmm. to bring people um, to a closing right. for a car. Um, and so that, you know, when we talk about what are we willing to pay to bring in a new customer, mm-hmm. that is, it's like, let's look at doing something about customer engagement. It really does. How do we engage? Mm-hmm. How do we keep a customer coming in? And that, that, um, would really strongly uh, suggest that that be something that you consider doing, adding to your, your team. And it's even better if you think about that customer advocate, let's say that I'm, you know, six months into the relationship with the customer and I'm, and the customer's dealing with a mechanical problem. Well, if I pick up the phone and call that customer because I'm their customer advocate, it's going to mean a lot more if they already know me. They met oh, me absolutely. a month or, so, month or so ago on the service drive when we were doing a hot dog day. We spoke, they know me, you know, mm-hmm. and so they, you know, we, we spoke face to face. We made eye contact. It's like, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's a real person who genuinely mm-hmm. seems to care. Mm-hmm. That means a lot now when we step into that conversation. So Absolutely. it's just important. You know, these are, these are some of the intangibles that Michelle and I try to tackle. And Bill, I saw your comments yes. there about some, some good suggestions. I see the word uh, consistent in there. And I know that uh, Michelle's heard me, you know, most uh-huh. anybody that's worked with me over my career uh, and they still hear me. And if they worked with me for more than about 10, 15 minutes, they've heard me use the words together, fair, and consistent. So we, we really emphasize that in everything that we do is it's really important to be fair with people. And it's really important to be consistent in that. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of what Bill is is going to here too. And I, I, uh, from our dinner the other night, and we've, we've talked about this before is that using people's names. Oh my gosh, that is gold. It really, really is when, when you, when you refer to them by their name, um, when you're, when you're talking to them. Um, I think that's what I said in Vegas, you know, handshakes are still Mm -hmm. a thing. Eye contact is still Uh a thing. We talked about that with Chick-fil-A. Ask ask yourself what the difference is, the experience between Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. Sorry, McDonald's, but (laughs) we just don't see a lot of eye contact out there. And so it's one, just think about it. What is the difference in that experience? And part of that is they're very much trained to make eye contact. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, GR Moore actually added in a comment about, uh, drawing, doing a drawing is great. It usually does in December, November, because this is someone who's been in the business for a while and knows what, what works. And, you know, you might as well turn something that, that could potentially be a point of conflict Uh into a point of a celebration between the two. It's a win-win. It's like we have, we've engaged our customer and our customer feels less stress, less weight about, um, Uh, during certain times of the year that are more difficult for them to, to be able to, to navigate that extra payment. Right. So, 
No, really, it's, really great. it's good. And we, we want our customers to feel comfortable, you know, engaging with us on social media. So if they, you know, follow our business page and, uh, you know, we, we have a friend connection to them, you know, on, on social media, then it's just nice to go out and just share, you know, if you see one of your customers share that their kid made the honor roll, you throw oh that. Oh my gosh. In. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, there's so much in, in this customer engagement that we can unpack and, and it will be a, a, theme or topic that comes up frequently because it is so important. Mm -hmm. We keep talking about how do we sell more cars or how do we finance more people? Well, this is equally as important is how do we engage our customers? So this is going to be um, something that we will be bringing up yeah. Frequently. And so I think uh, to wrap that up, that. and many of us are out there, you know, fighting the same fight in terms mm-hmm. of cost of car being way up and all the challenges around that. And I would just kind of, you know, challenge us to think about what is the customer really worth to you? Oh, what are you know, yeah. you spend a few thousand dollars more for a car now, but what's the customer really worth to you? If you can, if you can keep them for three years and 10 years and Tommy's got customers been with him four generations, what's that customer worth? You know, what are you willing to spend to, get customers who are going to be go, become raving fans. And I would say that those four generations of customers, um, that's four customers from bringing one through the door. But mm-hmm. imagine because they have generational people that have come in and bought cars, how many people they've told yeah. about Tommy sure. and you need to go in and see them. He's awesome. When, yeah. You know, when they hear that someone needs, needs uh, help with a vehicle. Yeah. So yeah. if we're spending more for a car and we're still delivering with the mm-hmm. same thousand dollars down or whatever, then at least we need that customer to be successful. <laughs> Stay with us a long time. Right. That Absolutely. makes it all work better. So, so anyway, we hope that helped you and we appreciate you, you joining in and we, uh, we look forward to your feedback, you know, let us know if you're enjoying uh, what we're talking about. And uh, by the way, get out there and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is where you're going to find a lot of our stuff in Michelle's now got all of our stuff. Um, it's uh, on the, Apple, um, yep. iTunes, and uh, a Spotify, and I think I'm still waiting on Google. Google's just, you know, we so thought much. the Apple was the hardest one. It doesn't seem to be as many hoops to jump through. With so Apple now you can Google. follow us on your favorite podcast yeah. channel, and you can listen to that on the way to the uh, car auction. Yeah. So yeah, you can find us over on that side as well. So we appreciate folks tuning in. So and we know, you know, there's we're going to be giving lots of different ideas and things. Um, if if there's something that we could help you with individually, please feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've got a lot of uh, of good ideas and we have a lot of tracks that can help people during very specific things. So and maybe if you can tell that- can help. Yeah. Maybe you can tell that Michelle and I really enjoy what we do. We enjoy helping people and making a difference. And if we can also by way of our dealer clients help to have their customers have a better experience, that's even better. So yeah, we enjoy what we do and we appreciate uh, folks, uh, you know, tuning in. Absolutely. So have yourself a fantastic weekend. It's not a three day weekend this time, but it's Mm -hmm. a regular weekend and please tune in on Monday when we have our special guest, Bill Elizondo. Senor Elizondo. Senor Elizondo. That's, that's as much as my Spanish. I'm half Spanish, but that's as much as yeah, I get out yeah. of so. um, And that he'll be here with us. And uh, so we're really looking forward to to seeing you all or hearing you all mm-hmm. or talking to you all right. on Monday. Yep. Have a great have weekend, great weekend, you guys. See ya. Bye.